to praise God for the teachers this morning. So the lesson today is, as for me and my house, amen. And we'll finish it. We will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, Minister Tina emphatically and passionately uh, did an awesome job expressing that part of the scripture. Amen. So what is our focus verse today, class? Joshua 24 and 15. And it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. The lesson text is Joshua, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 24. And the truth about God to remain firmly committed to him. And the truth for my life I've got to continually commit myself to the Lord. Amen. Um, I don't know if you all can to the lesson connection. A, a very um, good point and interesting um, talk about the big historic fight with Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. And, you know, some of you may not have been into boxing, but I've always been into sports, even when I was smaller. And I used to watch boxing with Elder Bean. You know, and some of the CB guys, you know, this little old girl, you know, sitting in the room with guys watching the boxing, you know. And so I, I remember watching this fight, you know, big anticipation, you know, Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas. Well, it didn't turn out like everybody thought it was going to turn out. And so it ended up, Buster Douglas knocked him out. <laughs> But, you know, they did, did an interview with Mike Tyson. They asked him about this fight. And he told them that it was his own fault because, number one, he was out of shape. And so there, you know, proves a point that we have to be in shape for this journey. You know, <laughs> not only just physical shape, but spiritually and mentally in shape to be able to endure this journey. Mm-hmm. He told him that more or less, he was too heavy. Oh. He was too heavy for that fight. And on this journey, a lot of times you get too weighted down and too heavy with stuff. And that's why you have a hard time flowing with God. He said he was a little sloppy with his habits. He had admitted now because he had to do a self-inventory because he was the undisputed champion at one time. But he realized 
that he had fell into sloppiness. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, Buster Douglas was able to beat out an out-of-shape guy who didn't prepare properly. Sometimes we want to stop doing those things that led to our success. We may get sloppy in maintenance that led to success. So uh, we have to be mindful that your sloppy habits, lack of self-discipline, ignoring the key fundamentals will lead you to fail. It 
uh, to cut back and wash the salt. If you love your salt, oh, you love that extra, extra seasoning. It takes discipline. It really does. It takes focus. Amen. And so I like that part in the lesson connection because it calls us to really think about our behaviors. Uh-huh. Are they actually productive and conducive? Hmm. Takes discipline to cut off radio and TV. It does. It takes discipline to get still. You know, if you're one of those that, you know, used to going and going and going, it does. It takes discipline to pull back. Amen. So I challenge everybody to be mindful of your own habits. And we all have to practice some self-discipline. That is going to be so crucial as you travel and walk with God. Because God has a requirement that's going to go against our flesh. God has some standards that's going to run against our routine. God is going to have some instruction that requires us to pull back, to cut some things off. And it's going to require what? extra time in prayer. It's going to require extra reading of his word. It's going to require you to cut off and lay out before God, to get quiet and listen to that small, still voice so that you can hear what the spirit has to say to the church. Discipline. Discipline. So the lesson started off in the beginning talking about Joshua summoned the Israelites, and Sister Alfreda did that topic. Joshua told of God's blessings to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So as Israel left the wilderness, they were tasked with the responsibility of possessing a prosperous future. And so Joshua realized that this was going to be a difficult text that was going to be before them. And so God spoke through the man of God. And you have to realize at this time in the 24th chapter, Joshua was good and old. You know, he was 110 years old. We ain't even... This man was old, dealing with the task that God had set before him. And they would be residing in cities. God told them that you didn't toil to build. Isn't that a blessing? He said, I give you houses that you didn't build, vineyards that you didn't even plant. Huh? That's a beautiful blessing from God. Oh, we'll think that everything that you've obtained is because, oh, it was my credit. Oh, it was my income. Oh, it was my, no, no, no. The blessing of God, if God gave it to you, he said, oh, I give you houses that you didn't build. That's right. yes. I give you vineyards, I give you land. You didn't have to toil or labor for it. 
blessing of God. You know, since everybody waving it and claiming it and, and saying they're so blessed. Well, according to the scripture, and I'm talking about the scripture. Did I give you houses you didn't even build? and the manifestation. But we serve a God of process. And Israel had to understand that God desired to raise up a people who would serve him and no other gods. So it was a process for them like it's a process for us today. It's a process for you when you got in church. Come on. It was a process when you got saved. And it's a process as you continue to walk with God. Huh? That we grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a process of growth. It is a process. Everything that you've experienced should have been building blocks to your growth. All the trials that you went through. God. All oh, that should have been building blocks. Oh, that you can see the hand of God. And you begin to trust Him and believe Him even more. And your faith begins to grow and grow in God. You gotta use everything that you go through to help build you and to build your faith and confidence in God. Amen. 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 So growth and maturity is a process. It's not something that's going to come overnight. And so it begins here to recount the miracles 
of the Exodus and reminded the people of their victory. Now, it's important to point out, and you look at Joshua 24, and beginning at verse 3, God is talking to Joshua, giving him a reminder of the victories that the people experienced. Look at what he says. He said, and I took your father Abraham for the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan. I multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. It started with I. So it had nothing to do with you. Then verse 4, I. Here we go with that I. And I. Who is the I? The I am. Who is the I am? Uh-huh. Well, in the old covenant, it was Yahweh. And I gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau and gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess him. But Jacob and his children went into Egypt. Ah, here we go to the next verse. Ah, God is letting you know everything that you accomplish, all your victories, all your achievements. It is I. It wasn't you. We need to stop walking around here like we done done something. Uh, we done done so much. Um, it's because of God that we move, live, and have our being. It's because of God who makes all things possible. It's because of God who opens the doors and makes the ways. And he goes before us and makes the rough places smooth and the crooked straight. It's God that commanded the blessing over your life. It was God because he established a covenant with you. He said, I sent Moses and Aaron. I plagued Egypt according to which I did among them. And afterward, I brought you out. You hear that? And I brought your fathers out of Egypt. And you came unto the sea and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers uh, with chariots and horsemen unto the Red Sea. And when they cried out unto who? The Lord. He put darkness between you and the Egyptians. <laughs> it was the power of the word of God. It had to be. So we can't take credit for none of that. Hmm. So it highlighted God's hand in their history. And God deemed it important to highlight the miraculous favor and provision that he extended to them. Hmm. Favor. Think about in your life all the times that you have. You know that you didn't have the credentials. You know you didn't have all the qualifications. But think back in your life. Let your mind take a trip for a minute. All the places that God brought you to. All the things of promotion and the elevations and all the accomplishments. It was because God had a hand on your life and because praise and favor to open up doors for you that no otherwise wouldn't have been open. It was because of God's favor. Uh-huh. And so it goes on to deal with the generation of Israelites that were at Mount Sinai. 
the old generation that saw and heard the Ten Commandments that he gave to Moses. And most of the people that Joshua was dealing with were in the latter stages of that fulfillment of God's promise. And so they were a people that had a rich legacy. And we have, according to the book of Hebrew, a rich legacy called the cloud of witnesses. There's a cloud of witnesses that have gone before us that have walked this walk, lived this life unto the Lord, holding on to the promises of God. Oh, my God. They were pioneers who blazed the way. Don't forget about the foundation. I don't care how high, how far you go. Don't you forget about the ones that went before us and paved the way. Remember the old mother of the church. The ones that labored at the altar. Oh, we, we don't find that very often in this day and time. But they labored with souls at the altar. Tear Holy Ghost, praying and seeking God and making sure the atmosphere was right for a move of God. Remember the church, oh my God, that stood the test of time, stood on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the apostles' doctrine. Oh, and they preached it and they taught it with such fervor and passion. Oh, talked about and lived about a life of holiness and sanctification and dedication unto the Lord. Oh, preaching oneness doctrine and they stood on it. Oh my God. Baptism in Jesus' name and filling with the Holy Ghost. And there is no other way. Oh, there is no other doctrine. Oh, remember. Oh my God. How they stood on God's word. And they didn't divert from the right or to the left. Oh, can you remember the foundation? They put some time in before God. They showed us how to walk by faith and not by sight. So we got to hold on to the testimony that God has given us. Uh, because we are the chosen people of the new covenant. And God has given us exceeding great and precious promises. And we all have our own testimony now. We read about the testimony of the nation of Israel. But what about your testimony? What is your testimony before God? Oh, that you ran this race with patience, that you held on to your faith, that you endured all the way to the end. And the Bible said, What is your testimony? That you refuse to give up. That you refuse to quit. That you refuse to come down off the wall because you know that you are doing a good work. Amen. What is your testimony today? That all that I did, I did it to please God. What is your testimony? Is everything 
thing that you're doing, are you doing it to please God? That God be glorified with my life and my service because everything I do, I'm doing as unto the Lord. What is your testimony? Hmm. That you stay on track with God. Even with all the failures and your insufficiencies, all of your hate, you still stay on with God. What is your testimony? Uh, we better make sure we're working on that testimony. Make sure we keep working on that testimony before God. Oh, because when I get to glory, I want a good testimony. Oh, that you held on to the faith. When you was talking about the great cloud of witnesses. Yes. A lot of that great cloud of witnesses, they heard about what God was going to do with you. Yes. They read about the promise. They heard about the promise, but they didn't receive the promise. And God had a greater promise for you. And God gave you the Holy Ghost. And we act like now that it's just nonchalant. Amen. Amen. Nonchalant. Because like I said earlier, we have that tendency, you know, once God performs and, and does things in our life to fall back into complacency. Once you get the Holy Ghost, If somebody gave you a call, you can't get the overchange. You can't get the time.
birth. You got to let the fire go that you got when you first received it to continue on. That's up to you. You So we can't seem to get nothing going. I ain't feeling it like I used to feel it. Feel that same joy and that same energy that I once felt when I first got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh, my mind said it different. It seemed like my attitude. Oh, oh my God, come on here. It is our responsibility. Make sure that it keep on burning. Oh, that it keep on burning. Oh my God, God. Do more and more. Oh, come on here. That is our responsibility. Hmm. And so this portion here I want to get down to. Heed the warning. Words of God spoke through Joshua to Israel. Let us never forget what it took to get where we are. Hmm. Let me sit right there for a second. God was dealing with Joshua and after he recounted all the miracles and everything that he had done, charged them not to forget. Let me tell you something, saints. We done got to a cold place in the church for different reasons. But let me tell everybody in this room, don't you forget what it took for you to get here. All the hell that you went through to get here. The scraping, the climbing, and all the things that you did to press your way toward God and to get everything that you got in God. Don't you forget what it took for you to get here. Took some long nights, some long seasons with God. Or you had to spend time alone with God to get that connection and get that closeness with God. Oh, it took some time. It took some labor. Come on here. Your anointing comes with a cause. Oh, your anointing should cause something. Oh, the anointing that God placed on your life. Oh, he don't just give that out every day, ladies and gentlemen, to in and everybody. He's very particular. Remember what it took for you to get it. And when you remember what it took for you to get where you are now, you won't take it so lightly. Remember what God has already done. Before we start spouting off all this other stuff we want God to do. Hmm. Because God has already provided. He's already healed us when we were sick. He's already done so much. He's already opened up so many doors. He done made so many ways when it wasn't a way. Come on. You got to think back to what God has already done so you can be 
grateful and thankful and appreciate God. Appreciate God even more and more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because I know if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Now may Israel say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Oh, now may Moses and Aaron say, now if it had not been for the Lord. Who was on my side? Because the enemy wanted to swallow me up. The enemy wanted to take me out. But I heard the prophet say that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, he shall condemn it. I remember. Oh my God, how he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. I remember how he allowed goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. I remember when my back was against the wall, didn't know which way to turn, he made a way. I remember didn't have no money in my pocket. Uh, spent all my check paying bills. Uh, come on here. Uh, but the provision of God. Uh, somebody said uh, he was Jehovah Jireh. He is a provider. Jesus. I'm, I'm trying to contain myself, but y'all finna make me shout. Oh, see, I remember. There particular sicknesses. Uh, Sometimes folk didn't know what you were going through, but you and God knew. You didn't rush to the doctor. You didn't rush to the emergency room. Uh, but God. I know what did for me. Uh, oh, come on here. You got to let your mind take a trip uh, of what God has already done. Flat on my back. The medicine didn't seem like it was working. Body was racking with pain. Oh, then Dr. Jesus came on the scene. And he touched me with his finger love and tender mercy. Oh, come out here because there was a stranger in the city and he was healing the body. And he was healing the sin sick soul. My soul was sick with sin, oppression, but Jesus came on the scene. And he broke me out. He picked me up and he turned my life around and placed my feet on solid ground. The whole church should say everything that happened to me that was good, God did it. Oh yes, he did. It was of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's why you're sitting where you are right now, honey. Because the Lord, he was good to you. It wasn't because you was good. We're all evil. A heart to 
desperately wicked. But the goodness of God. Oh, you ain't figured it out yet. Yeah, it was because of the goodness of the Lord that the bullet didn't catch you. They were shooting all in the neighborhood, all around you, all on the interstate, up and down around the street corner. But the bullet somehow missed you and missed your family. Oh, come on here. Look at the goodness of God. Oh, his divine protection. He said it in He shall hide you under the shadow of his wings. Oh, come on here. He's a keeper. Somebody shout hallelujah. Look at the provision of God. 
when you didn't have nothing but a government aid check. Come out here. He opened a door for you to get a job. Oh, to work 40 hours plus a week. Now you can work overtime, under time. Look at God. Oh, come out here. There was a time when you was pushing the mop. Now you supervising the moppers. Oh, come out here. Don't you forget God. Oh, that God had done for you. Don't you forget the provision and the miracles of God. Don't you forget your covenant. You better stay covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, don't you get out there and act a fool. Think you got it all made in the shade because you done been in the church X number of years. You done did the amount of work in the church. To sit back and chill in the cut, the devil is a liar. Don't you get out there acting a fool. You better stay covered. You better stay covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. You better stay in God. Just wanted to remind you. Sometimes we got to let our mind take a trip. Back down memory lane. He brought me from a mighty long way. Mm. He brought me. Can I get a witness? He brought me. He brought me. Think about it. He brought me. When I was low in my spirit, when I was mind. I was on the edge. Oh, come out here. Didn't know which way to go. Oh, come out, somebody. You can praise him because you know that God brought you. Sometimes the press, sometimes confused. Oh, but God, he brought me out of that. He lifted me. When nothing else could help, it was God that lifted me. It was God that lifted you up. He said, when your mother and your father forsake you, I will take you up. the forces closest to you, when they turned their back on you, it was God. It was God that picked you up. It was God that lifted you up. Cleaned you up from all the muck and all the mire. Huh? Gave you a clean report. Because a lot of us had some real iffy stuff on that report. Oh, come on here. A little shaky on that report. Back before we got saved. But look at God. 
Oh my God, all things are passed your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Mm. So in their past, back in Abraham's time, Abraham and his father Terah, they served idol gods. Hmm. And God brought him out of that and made a covenant with him. Hmm. So Joshua was telling them to remember now, you know, that, that sun God that they were worshiping. The Baal God that they worshiped. And all down throughout their history, the idols that were worshiped, Joshua said, forget about them. You serve the true and living God. Huh? The one God. The almighty God. Huh? Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. And him only shall we serve. You got to make the declaration. No matter what this culture is trying to erect, and there's plenty of idol gods, plenty of gods that they've erected. I'm going to continue to serve the one true and living God. That's who got my devotion. That's who has my affection. That's who has my attention. That's who has my time. That's who has my focus. On the true and living God. So it brings up the important question here. I'm going to ask the question. Because we understand that we got to guard our hearts with all diligence. Because out of it flows the issue of life. We got to guard our mind. We got to guard our spirit against a bunch of junk and garbage. Come on here. For the possibility that you would make room for another God. So what would you consider an idol in this day and time? Come on, class, participation. Money, Nothing wrong with money, but it's the love of money. It's the love of it. 
Okay, I'm hearing things. Uh-huh. We can idolize things instead of the God that gave the things. Mm-hmm. What else? People. We have so many heroes now. We, we put people up on a pedestal. Everybody is the, you know, they say the goat, the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to everybody now. Everybody's great. Everybody's one. But if we pumped up Jesus like that, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I draw men to me. Well, about lifting up Jesus as the greatest of all time. But the culture and society. And it creep over in the church too. We idolize bishops and apostles and prophets. Evangelists and missionaries. They just an instrument. Hmm? God chose to use them. We don't worship men. We worship God. Mm-hmm. Care how great and wonderful they are. How powerful and good and deep and all the accolades their ministry have. How many titles we achieve, how many accomplishments we have. But it's all because of God. He gave you that gift. He gave you that anointing. Mm-hmm. So we don't have room to idolize people. The apostle said, no, don't bow down to me. Huh? Get up from there. We need some wonder. We're just disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're ministers of the gospel. Huh? Paul said, I'm an apostle, but I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm, great, wonderful. Bow down to me. Ain't nothing. You bow to God. Idolizing people. What else? Yes, sir. We realize that everybody, there is plenty of goats out there. Am I right? Every time, everybody you look at is the greatest of all time. Uh-huh. It was Michael Jordan. Then it was LeBron James. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The greatest of all time. So guess what? That's a different classification. They may be con- considered the, the greatest of all time in the flesh, but there ain't been but one lamb of God. One lamb of God. The lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. So you can give all your goat accolades to whoever you want to give them to. But it's one thing you can't give nobody. And that was, who was the lamb of God? Amen. Anything else? Any other idols? Y'all forgetting about astrology. Because uh-huh. oh, you're you, 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 you Capricorns and Sagittarius's, Leo's and Geo, Virgos, and watching the stars, huh? Living by the moon. Hmm. They got the higher power. Y'all don't forget about all that. Huh? I'm talking about church folks doing this now. They, them Buddha things they pray to, the statues. Just that big belly, man. Yeah. With the big belly. 
social media. Idolatrous worship. Oh, it has its benefits and its uses, but a lot of it is going overboard. It's excessive, and it's gotten so much where it's lodged a place in our affection and our attention to God. If we spend the majority of our time trying to be social, how are we spending time with God? Huh. That's just a question. Okay, we got some young people. We're going to add some more into this. Praying to the dead. They pray to the dead. dead. Oh, praying to the dead. Oh, he said praying to the dead. Foreign countries and well, they probably do. But, but praying to the dead. Wow. Y'all got to watch this stuff. It's a lot of foolishness out here. A lot of nonsense. Huh? Not even biblically based. Not even biblically sound. Getting off into some weird stuff. Huh? Going all the way to the left. Now. They've been gone 10, 20 years and you heard them talking to you. Uh, Y'all better stop tapping into these spirits. Open it up yourself. They stop by and visit you. Oh, they gone. They uh, dead. I looked up and grandma was at the foot of my bed telling me what I what what, what I need to do. Grandma ain't came back and told you nothing. You listening to a spirit of deception. That's another spirit. Better watch that mess. Better watch it. Idolatry of entertainment. Now that spirit has crept in the church, everybody want to be entertained. We'd rather pump up entertainment in the church than the word. You know? It's all you look at the content of service now. It's all about pumping up being entertained so we can keep folks' attention, you know, get more people in the church. The word, is well, the word is the one that brings you out and it keeps you in. <laughs> it's the word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. It's God's word. He came that we may have life and that more abundantly. It's through his word, not being entertained. Anything else? We got other addictions. Oh, Martez, did you have something? Mm, it, you look like you had a thought. Addiction. Okay, so a lot of people idolize rappers as well, music all around, mm -hmm. killing, drugs, and 
social media is the main branch of that because that's where a lot of it is broadcasted. But also, um, uh, sexual intercourse, a lot of people feel like it's, uh, uh, they see another person do what they want to do, you know, uh, and after a while, all of that become like addicting because, you know, that feeling that she give. So. Uh huh. Interesting. So I heard somebody back here saying, Spirits. 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 And the thing about it is, as those of us that's been saved, you know, it's still kind of hard to shake those things. And you better off not knowing it than to get involved. And that's why it was the danger of knowing sin. And once the human mind had become open to sin, you fight it every day. If you're not careful, your mind will go back. You're in your 60s now, your mind will go back to your 20s. If you're in your 20s, that God help you. When you look at uh, all that 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 man transpired, and and and, and it, it's sort of like it leaves a blueprint of where sin is being on you. It 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 it, it attaches to us, and it's sort of like a cancer. It'll spread out and take a growth, and it will overcome and consume us. Amen. Did anybody have anything? So God echoed his instruction to the man of God. Serve me with completeness. Turn aside from false gods that distract and hinder you. These spirits are a hindrance because God demands loyalty, dedication. I'm coming back, I'm coming back. And we must remember, spirits can't operate on the earth without having a body. That's why they look for us. And sometimes they, they make us believe that's our desire. But it's not our desire. Man's innate desire is to serve God. His, his number one thing in time is, 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 is he was born like the devil with the ability to sing and praise God, but he chooses not to. Because God created him with a free will. And if you and I don't serve God, there's a spirit out there that we will serve. 